I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm going to tell you quick versions of how to get on TV from each of those different avenues. Okay, this is episode 72 of the Arts Academy podcast, How to Get on Television with Victor Varnado and Rachel Teichman. The Arts Academy podcast, we answer all the questions about the mechanics of arts and entertainment. Anything that you want to know, we share with you. You can find us at artsacademypodcast.com or Alt Arts Academy on all social media. Today is a special episode. It is a Q&A episode where people will ask us cues and we will give them A's. Right? Wow. Does that excite you, Rachel? That excites me more than anything else. Weird. All right. So uh, we do have some questions already, and we'll just start going through these questions one at a time. And remember, if you have a question, you can ask you can ask your question live just by typing it in the comments. We should be able to see it. Uh, if we can't see it, well, then, uh, you know, try again. All right. But I think we should be able to see all your questions in the comments. All right. So let's get started. The first question was, uh, <laughs> any social media tips? So it's kind of like a broad question. Um, uh, you work in social media, Rachel. Mm-hmm. I do. Do it's you true. have any social media tips? Yeah, um, that is a very broad question. So I'm going to say make sure that your posts are that you're that you're basically using a a wide variety of posts, you know, like anything with action and movement like video clips. Mm -hmm. Those tend to get the best performance, but you don't want to do 100 percent videos like you should use some stills. You should do some graphic design, Um, change it up, but focus on whatever is performing best for you. So if you're finding that 10 second video clips are performing the best, then yeah, put a focus on that, but make sure to keep diversifying to attract different people. Uh, Yeah. And uh, my tip would be uh, think about social media as like, sadly a job. If you're, if you're doing social media because you're trying to be in entertainment, Think about it as part of your job. And I would say spend five or 10 minutes every day just, you know, responding to people, liking things, just leaving goofy comments like or non-goofy if you're not a goofy person. I am I am a goofy person, so I leave goof, goofy comments. But uh, yeah, you, I would say spend five, 10 minutes every day uh, doing that because that will, uh, what it does I think is, is, I think it just creates a destination for people. Like if they know that you're going to respond, they'll be more likely to uh, hit you up next time. And when people see a lot of activity on your social media account, they're going to want to participate as well. Um, Like today, actually, uh, there's somebody who I know who actually does this very, very well. Her name is Abby Crutchfield. Her social media, especially Twitter, is just popping. And she daily 
will put things up, questions, and then people will respond to the questions and she'll like make a response to each of the responses. Uh, and then if, so in fact, if you're, if you're on Twitter and you're lonely, I would respond to Abby cause she'll definitely respond back. So, uh, it, and her Twitter is a destination place where people come together and just like fart around on Twitter constantly. And her Twitter count has like grown and grown. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. She's I'm a lonely person. I'm a lonely person. I should go tweet at her. You should definitely tweet at her. She will respond. That's great to know. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's pretty cool. So, uh, those are some social media tips. Hope they were helpful. Uh, just so you know, anybody who's listening to this podcast, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, but people who are listening for the, uh, for, at the, to this podcast live, you can actually ask us questions live. Just put them in the comments and we will respond to you. All right. So let's, uh, see what the next question is over here. Do, 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 do. All right. This next question is from Moodit Verma. Mooded Verma, big fan of uh, Mooded. He is actually involved in, I think, almost every activity I do online. Way to go, Mooded. Thank you. All right. So Mooded's question was this. Let's read. Where is this question? It's over here. His question is, I've been struggling to find a suitable planner and commit to it. Any recommendations uh, for planners and other tips to stay organized? All right. So any recommendations for planners or tips to stay organized? This is from Mooded. You said that you had wanted to respond to this, Rachel. What would you say? Yeah, I would say uh, first, I don't have any planners to recommend. I don't use them. They're not really my style. But um, if your issue is sticking with them, I would say get any planner and uh, set a reminder on your phone daily to use your planner until it becomes a habit. Um, and then secondly, for organization in general, everyone's system that's going to work for them is different. I personally live on Google Drive for pretty much everything I do. I don't do anything handwritten whenever I can avoid it. I like to right. keep everything very digital, very consolidated. And for actually executing that, anytime you have something new, like a new piece of content, a new type of project, make a folder. And then whenever you do something new in that project, make a new folder so that you know where everything is and it's an ongoing process instead of becoming overwhelmed with a million files and trying to figure out how to sort them out later. I agree with almost all of what you just said, especially about the folders thing. I think that is so helpful to just have folders that uh that break things down more and more as you go down into folders like from project to uh graphics files for that project to photoshop files for that product etc etc i love being able to find things because in this world like when you have a project for at least for me uh, one project can generate hundreds of files and it's important to be able to find them i recently had to find an old edit of a commercial that I had done a, uh, an online commercial for my podcast, uh, and the premiere project file for the trailer for the online commercial for my podcast was inside a, it was inside a different, 
named file. Like it was a file that was named daily video. So I had nothing to do with the trailer. So it just took me forever to find it. I usually don't do that. I don't know why I had done it for this particular thing, but I had to sift through forever. And if you don't want to sift through things forever, keep that stuff organized. Also, I will say this, I'm a big electronic organization person too, but um, more than that, one of the most useful things I've ever done is I've made it easy for myself to take notes. The easier it is for me to take a note or to write something down or put it on my to-do list, the more often that I will use it and the more organized I, I get. Like for me to put something on my to-do list, all I have to do, all I have to do is open my phone, open my phone, and then hit this little bar that I've put on my uh, on my phone's, uh, I guess, homepage. So that's how quick it is for me to enter something in my to-do list. I hit that, I start typing, it's done, it's very easy, and then that backs up on my computer, on the web, and just everywhere that I might possibly want to uh, get to it. It backs it up all over the place. That I love. So uh, I would just, I would try, I would say also be uh, electronic about it. I mean, I have a ton of other tips of course for staying organized but the, you know the funny thing is we didn't really answer Mooded's question about a planner yeah i don't i don't use one um i really all i had to say about that was because he also asked about making it a habit right um and so i can speak to that i can i can tell i can give you tips on how to make something a habit but in terms of the actual planner it's not something that i do it's not a part of my life well, Mooded, I'm going to answer your question for real. Uh, and here is my answer to your question. As far as planners go, I like using Trello and Google uh, Calendar. Those a combination. Oh, Google of those Calendar. Two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Now you're going to come over to the Google Calendar side? I I use Google Calendar daily and on uh -huh. different accounts. I right. just wasn't considering that. I guess that is a planner of sorts. Um, yeah. What do you mean of sorts? Well, I was thinking of that more as like strictly as a calendar where when I think of a planner, I think of like a physical like notebook with different things in it, different subcategories laid out for you. In addition oh, that's to funny. When I think of a calendar, I think of paper on the wall, you know, that you can pull off and it's a calendar. I'm just kidding. Yeah. A, a, a planner can be digital, of course. And so, yeah. So uh, that's my, my, uh, my recommendation would be Trello plus Google, Google Calendar, because you can use both of those for free and together, I think they can rock. Absolutely rock. All right, so let's go on to the next one. I am going to read one of these that I have written down and then we'll read one from the secret Facebook group. Here's another one, uh, how to start a podcast. Well, we actually have a whole episode about how to start a podcast, but we can do some very basic stuff. You've learned a lot about starting a podcast. What would you say are some of the important steps to starting a podcast? I would say make sure, first of all, it's something that you're prepared to commit to. Um, like the idea of starting a podcast is great and everything, but it can be a lot of work and it's a lot of steps. It's a lot of organization. Uh -huh. So you'll definitely, if it's something that you want to do long-term, um, you'll just want to be prepared for that commitment. Um, when actually getting started, uh, jumping back to the organizational thing, stay 
organized because you're going to have a lot of different things to manage between social media, recording, uh, recorded files, graphics, social media accounts. You'll want to keep track of all of it. Um, and uh, I think you've given me this advice a lot, which is be realistic about the amount of work that you're going to put into your advertising and the actual content of your podcast. Because if you're, let's say, doing a research podcast and you have other commitments, figure out how much time you're really able to dedicate to doing the research to create your content. Mm -hmm. If it's an yeah. hour, that's fine. Like budget an hour. If it's four hours, see if you can actually do that. Yeah. Um, and, and put another way, just plan out your podcast so that you don't burn yourself out. Yeah. You want to, you want to make it simple enough so that if you think about, if you have to do it a thousand times and if you want to get to like that hundreds, hundreds of episodes, you will have to do it thousands of times, probably th something that will not burn you out. Um, and for me, for me, that means just like I have a very s slim scope with podcasts that have no budget. If a podcast has no budget to start, then the scope is very small. Most podcasts are just people sitting around talking. So uh, I would say three things if I was going to start a podcast, three things that I would uh, I would do. Uh, one, I would uh, get a very simple, I would probably get a very uh, simple way to record myself. Either use something online, like you can use online systems to record yourself like um, uh, Zencast or StreamYard or Zoom. You can use those to record yourself. So you can actually use Zoom for free. Zoom is great because it will record separate files for each person on the call. So you can actually record yourself on Zoom and get separate audio files for each person and then mix them separately. So one, get a simple way to record. Um, Zoom, is, Zoom is a great uh, solution. You could also maybe get a microphone that is an external microphone, but you don't have to have an external microphone. You could use uh, your headphones or whatever. Uh, number two, uh, you have to make a you have to make a logo. This is actually silly, but every podcast has to have a cover photo. That's just the way that they are categorized all over the internet. So you have to make a cover photo, and a cover photo and a logo will be super useful for you. So you just have to do that. Um, and, it, and it, it really has nothing to do with podcasting, but yeah, you have to do that. You have to make a cover photo. And then the, uh, number three thing I would do is I would sign up with a service that is an aggregator for podcast platforms. And what I mean by that is there are services that you can use that will put your podcast everywhere you want it. It'll put your podcast on Apple, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, just like all the different places where podcasts live. You can upload your podcast to one place and it'll put your podcast in all those places. And there's lots of aggregators like that. <coughs> Excuse me. I use Acast myself, um, a very simple way to aggregate and put up podcasts. Um, but there are tons of different places. Anchor is one that a lot of people are talking about because they have an internal um, advertising system so that when you're doing your podcast there, you can actually make money with your podcast, even if you have very small uh, listenership. So uh, give it a shot. So that would be 
uh, my podcast tips, how to start a podcast. All right. So that was uh, another question. And by the way, if you are watching this live and you have questions about anything in arts and entertainment, the, um, I'm calling it the mechanics of arts and entertainment. You have questions about anything, just ask, put your questions in the comments. We will answer them live. And if you're not watching live, then you can, you can actually, uh, email us with any questions at all. Um, next question. <laughs> uh, wait, how, how to make money on a podcast? All right. Very, uh, very simple. How do you make money on the podcast? I know three ways. Do you know any ways, Rachel? I, I know a couple of ways. Um, the ones that come to my mind are um, ad space. If you can find if you can find someone to buy space on your podcast to advertise your product, their product, um, that's a pretty direct way of doing so. In fact, I received an email today from a podcaster whose entire goal it is to teach people how to grow their podcast and make money from it. And he asked me to check out his podcast. And I was like, hey, I responded like, because I think a big part of podcasting is creating those personal relationships with other podcasters. Uh -huh. And, and so I replied back, because I am trying to make money and he recognizes that I'm trying to make money with my podcast. And I was like, Hey, I love what you're doing. Your podcast is great. And it really aligns with the philosophy of my podcast. Do you want to buy some ad space? So okay. I think that's a very direct way of making money from a podcast. Um, you can also find a network to sponsor you and uh, they will put in typically their own ads. Great. Um, that is, that's all great information. Um, and just a very, if you, if you have a podcast and you want to make money, uh, here's, I think the first couple of things you can do. One is you can start your podcast on the podcast aggregator anchor because they automatically will help you find advertisers. They do it for you. Um, that's great. Uh, number, number two if you have a podcast with at least 5,000 downloads per episode, then you can start, um, at that point you can start, uh, having your podcast submitted to services, which find you advertisers for you. And for every thousand downloads you get, I think you can get maybe like $30, uh, for a podcast, for a podcast advertisement. So with, so if you have 5,000 downloads per episode, then you can probably get $150 per episode. Um, I, I know some people who have 40,000 downloads per episode and they make thousands of dollars a week on their podcast. So hashtag it's, goals, it's totally doable. And when we think about it, podcasts make a lot more money, uh, than YouTube videos because you get a thousand downloads on a podcast is thirty dollars, and a thousand downloads on a YouTube video is probably like two cents. True. Something like that. Yeah, it's it's uh, something just like that. Okay, so we have a question from Kazim in the in my secret group, which I almost said the name of the secret group, but I didn't. I almost said it. But uh, here, his question is that as a TV writer, where can you hang out with other TV writers? Uh, because wait, let me read his question. I'm going to get it. So like uh, networking. Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find this podcast while I look up his thing? 
You can find this podcast where there are podcasts and at artsacademy.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, so as a TV writer, what's the best way to network with other writers? Well, uh, the easiest way is to, even if you're not part of the Writers Guild, you can interact with the Writers Guild and there are online and in-person events that they put together where writers can mingle all the time. Also, there are a lot of writing websites where you can join in their forums and their forums actually have a lot of pro writers. For instance, like the blacklist is one of them where writers will submit their scripts and then there are actually forums and places where you can communicate and get in contact with other writers and learn about uh or not learn about but network with other writers i also do a lot of um i guess uh, in in they're referred to as summits but they're actually just kind of like conventions but there's conventions for all kinds of things i'm i'm currently uh part of a digital summit for creators so that's a place where i've actually gone in and i have talked with other creators and made connections that way so there's the same thing like that for writers so you just need to really hit that google and find them find them out there if not google ask jeeves if not jeeves web crawler you know i sure do not web crawler duck duck go yahoo (laughs) bing bing all of the above um and how much time have we done? Oh, okay, we're actually right about there. So we actually only have one more question already uh, left to answer. So if you do have a question about arts and entertainment, you want to know anything about the mechanics, ask your question now. And I am going to read the last question on here. How do I get on TV? What a broad question as well. I could think of some ways. Well, first of all, you could just murder somebody. Yeah. Murder somebody and then com- admit and then call up Channel 5 and then say, hey, I want to confess to this murder. <laughs> and then they will definitely put you on TV. That is probably not the answer you're looking for. There are other ways to get on television. There are? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I got to well, change my form. Now I'm I don't know if this person who is asking how to get in, get on television is a an actor or a comedian or maybe a person who's looking to be a reality star uh but depending on what you want to do there's different ave- different avenues um I I'm, I'm going to tell you quick versions of how to get on TV from each of those different avenues Okay first of all if you're a comedian how you want to get on TV is you can submit to a late night show or some show which is casting comedians for performance, usually through representation. If you have representation, but if you don't, then just ask around because often, often shows will take submissions straight from comedians. You put together a good video recording of yourself, you submit it to, submit it to the right people, and then they will either get back to you or they won't. If they don't, sorry, you didn't get it. But if they do get back to you, chances are you either got it or they like you enough that they're going to give you feedback, which will help you get on later. Uh, If you're an actor and you want to get on television, you can sign up for an extras casting service and probably get on television really, really fast as an extra. However, if you just want to be a main player on a TV show, what you're going to have to do is start, uh, if you have representation, 
then your representation will have to help you uh, start getting auditions. You can go to backstage.com, which lists local auditions that you can go to uh, without representation, but usually those parts are uh, smaller parts. You can also, you can also uh, go to casting directors and ask them how you can, can submit. Some casting directors will actually just put you on their roster if they think you have a good look or you are a good actor, but good luck with that. That's another way. And then the third question, the third way to get on television is if you are a reality star, if you want to be a reality star, amazingly enough, there are so many reality shows always casting for people all the time. So you just need to find those casting notices. All you need to all you really need to do is go to Google and search for reality show casting and you'll find tons and tons of notices. There are multiple Facebook groups where people post reality show casting notices. Every network, like big networks, they have a section on like NBC's page, which is all reality shows and game shows that are looking for people. So they're just out there. All you really need to do is just go find them, start submitting, and then you'll yeah. probably get on one of those reality shows. In fact, I think it would be a fun project to see how many reality shows you could get on. You should just give it a try. I have a secret tip for how to get on TV. Oh yeah, let's your, let's your secret tip. You can go to your city or town's local cable access channel and uh, see what type of programming they're putting on. And uh, if you're anything, if you're from anywhere like where I'm from, you just walk in, say, I have an idea for something and you'll be on TV. It'll be local TV, but you'll be able to say I was on Channel 77 on this program as a director or as an actor or whatever you are trying to do. Yeah, that is uh, that is true. I bet that's not the kind of answers that they were looking for. No, but, but it's that's but it's totally a way to fine. it's a way to get started. It is it is a way to get started. It's <laughs> it's how it's how I got started. Um, how's your television career going? Well, I mostly was never on screen. That was not always my goal. I was on screen some of the time, but I was mostly behind the scenes. Um either producing or directing or filming. I did a okay. lot of film um, and a lot of, uh, a lot of camera work. A lot of camera work. Mm -hmm. Great. All right. So everybody out there, thank you so much for listening in. Check, <laughs> keep an eye out for Rachel's camera work. Uh, you can find us at artsacademypodcast.com and all arts Academy on all social media. Thank you so much. If you have any questions about any of the mechanics of arts entertainment, please reach out to us on any platform and we will answer those questions. We'll see you later and goodbye. You can find us at artsacademypodcast.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.